It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier of Bleacher Report. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And today it's a solo pod. We've had a lot of snow up here in Erie, Pennsylvania over the last couple of days. So I have not been able to get Landon on the line. He will join us on Friday to preview the Cowboys matchup against the Raiders. But coming up on today's show, I answer your Twitter questions. You guys did a fantastic job of asking some great questions this week. We're going to talk a little bit about Terrence Williams, David Irving, uh, what the Cowboys should do on defense. And you guys had some good hypothetical questions that we're going to jump right into. So let's go ahead and do that. Our first question comes from a Browns fan. Uh, from at Brown's Mock Draft, what will happen with David Irving this offseason? So this is a question that a lot of people around the league want to know because they're looking at Irving as a, you know, this is a six foot seven, 280-pound monster that can play multiple positions. Uh, he can play in any scheme. You can have him as a five technique in a uh, in a 3-4, you can have him as a 3 technique. We've seen the Cowboys use him as a left end. We've seen him use him as a right end. You can move him all over, and he's been productive anytime he's played. So a lot of teams are monitoring, monitoring uh, David Irving to see what the Cowboys are going to do with him this offseason. Uh, first and foremost, he is a restricted free agent in 2018, meaning that the Cowboys will have a chance to tender him at some point. Uh, I believe the first-round tender is at about $4 million for the 2018 season. A second-round tender is close to $2.5 million. And then an original-round tender is somewhere like $1.4 million. Uh, the Cowboys won't do the original-round tender. Uh, I think it's likely that they give him the $4 million uh, in the first-round tender to prevent a team from coming in and stealing him. But it won't shock me with how tight they are up against the cap if they risk it and give them a second-round tender. And again, it will not shock me if a team snoops around and potentially offers him a long-term deal before the Cowboys do. And then Cowboys would have to either match the offer or accept the second-round choice. Uh, That makes me a little bit nervous because the teams that are sitting at the bottom of the second round might not... They might believe that Irving is a better pass rusher than than some of the guys that are going to be available to them. And I can see a team like New England or Pittsburgh or uh, Philadelphia teams that just love to stockpile these pass rushers. If they feel like, hey, if we can take a, a, a dominating player for the Cowboys and it only costs us a second-round pick, a late second-round pick, it might be worth it. So... I do think the Cowboys are going to tender him. I'm not sure if they're going to sign him to a long-term deal. That's going to be a question that a lot of people uh, want to know. Can they afford both David Irving and Demarcus Lawrence, especially considering that they're going to play the same position, or at least that's their best positions? Uh, that's going to be something that's going to be interesting to follow this offseason. Uh, let's go ahead and move on 
to a next question from Dino. He wants to know, when will the Cowboys finally move Byron Jones to cornerback? And will they offer him a second contract? Well, let's talk about that second part first. Uh, the Cowboys this offseason have to make a decision whether or not they want to give Byron Jones the fifth-year option. I think it only makes sense that they do that. I'm not sure what that number is off the top of my head, but I'm guessing it's around 7 to $8 million. Uh, I'm going to say that they're going to do that because it's advantageous for the Cowboys to give that to Byron Jones. It gives them two more seasons to see what Byron Jones is. And if you do move him to cornerback and he thrives there, that's a fantastic deal. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to move him soon or if they're going to move him this offseason. I think a lot of it is going to depend on what they think of their other safeties on the team. Uh, If they believe that Xavier Woods is going to be a starter in the NFL and they can't keep him off the field, and they believe the best way to keep him and Jeff Heath as the free safety on the field is to move Byron to corner, I could see them making that move. However... I think the Cowboys love having Byron as this matchup guy that can come down in the box and he can take away your Zach Ertz and your Jordan Reeds and Evan Ingrams. I think they, that that still has value in today's NFL. I don't see that changing anytime soon. Um, and uh, you know, this another question. This kind of ties right in from Zach Geese. Using the the current roster, who would you be your starting secondary next season? I really think there's two ways to go about this. Uh, let's look at it first with Byron at cornerback. Byron at corner would likely be an outside corner because of his size at six foot one, and then I think Chidobi Awuzie is the other corner that you absolutely cannot move from the outside. Those would be your two: Jordan Lewis in the slot, Xavier Woods as your down in the box safety with Kavon Frazier mixing in on certain downs. And then Jeff Heath over top is your free safety. I like that quite a bit. I, I think that's a, a good secondary. I like Byron on the outside with the Wuzier. That gives you a lot of size. I think Lewis can play on the outside as well, but I think he would make for a fantastic slot corner. This would also allow Anthony Brown to compete for a job uh, in the slot with Jordan Lewis and be the team's third outside corner. I think if you keep him in that role, that's a better spot for him. Um, I, I think he can he can survive as a starter, but if you can keep him as your third outside corner or as a slot corner, you're doing awfully well. Um, and let's not forget, the Cowboys are going to develop some more corners. Uh, ben Wickery is a free agent. I expect him to leave. They really like Duke Thomas before he got injured, and they also like Marquez Wedded, a kid they drafted out of Florida State in the sixth round this season. Those are the guys to kind of watch out for. I, I don't mind that lineup. However, my guess is it's going to be the same as what we saw this year. Awuzie, Lewis, Brown, Skandrick are your top four cornerbacks with Byron Jones being the down-in-the-box safety, Xavier Woods dropping in the slot on certain plays, and then Heath playing about 70% of the snaps as that true center fielder. Um, I, you know, you ask me today, I don't think that um, – the secondary is a need going into the next season. If if you see a guy in free agency that you think provides a good value or a safety that you think uh, can come in and play a lot of snaps, I'm fine with that. But I don't think that's a spot that you have to go out and spend a draft pick or free agent dollars unless you get a guy with outstanding value there. Because I think all all those guys that we mentioned, Jordan Lewis, Byron Jones, Shadobi Awuzie, should all get better in the upcoming seasons. Um, let's take one more question before we do, uh, an ad. Can you give a specific number that you would pay for Anthony Hitchens next season? Uh, 
Uh, yeah, I think anything less than $5 million a year, I would pay for him. Um, I've been a proponent of keeping Anthony Hitchens. He's playing the best football of his career. Uh, you've got a guy in Sean Lee that obviously can't stay healthy, but when when Hitchens is on the field with Lee, I think those two play fantastic together. Uh, Hitchens is probably a better will linebacker than a than a middle linebacker, but between Jalen Smith, Sean Lee, and Hitchens, I like how they can rotate all the all three of those. They can keep them fresh. I love what they did against the Giants. I, I love that ability to. Um, to play all three, they even took Sean Lee out for a drive to kind of just save him. You know, as Sean Lee gets older, I believe he turns 32 this offseason. Maybe that's what you need to do. Maybe you need to think of the linebacker spot as a committee. Find three or four guys that you feel really comfortable in and then rotate them. Maybe depending on the drive, maybe depending on the opponent. But I, I'm fine with paying linebackers, especially in this scheme, because so much of the defense is funneled to those linebackers that you've got to make sure that you have high-quality players there at all time. Let's pause for a second to talk about my bookie. My bookie has been in the business for years, and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses, so off the bat, you're making money for doing absolutely nothing. And they have the fastest payouts. Seriously, just two business days. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me, and that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. If you join now, my bookie will match your deposit with an up to 100% bonus. Just use the promo code Locked On to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. I like two road uh, underdogs this week. Pittsburgh is a plus three against New England. New England came off a loss on Monday night on the road, and they're traveling to Pittsburgh on a short week. Uh, I like Pittsburgh plus three. And I'm thinking about taking Oakland at plus three this week, another game the Cowboys going from. uh, If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. They're playing a night game in Oakland. Give me the points. All right, next question from Kevin Modisett. I really like this one. If you could put a Pro Bowl-level player at any position on the Cowboys, what position would it be? Now, you can answer this two ways, and I'm going to do so. Uh, Assuming a quarterback is the option and I get to pick the quarterback, that's where I would go. Uh, I love Dak Prescott. I love his skill set. I love what I think he's going to become, what he is going to become. But if you can put an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady on this offense, I think you have to do that. Um, Those guys would just take the team to a whole other level, especially with this running game, especially with this offensive line. I think you have to do that. But if you're asking me for a different position, uh, there's ones that you can consider. Can you would you add a receiver like Antonio Brown or Odell Beckham or Julio to this offense potentially? But I think with the way this team is built, 
I, I would love to get another front seven player that can dominate mm-hmm. at, at the line of scrimmage. You already have Demarcus Lawrence, who is a stud on the left side. You could use a right side mm-hmm. pass rusher. Uh, like Khalil Mack or like Von Miller, but I want interior pressure. With the way the NFL is going today, with so much of the quick passing game, you got to get to the quarterback quickly. So I want one of those stud penetrating three techniques to really make this defense go. If you give me an Aaron Donald or a Geno Atkins or somebody like that to pair with Demarcus Lawrence, I think that would be phenomenal. You could kick David Irving over to right defensive end, and you would be an unstoppable front. So that's where I would go. The only other position I would potentially consider is cornerback. If you give me a guy like Jalen Ramsey on the outside, they could, you know, you could take away number one receivers. I think that that's certainly an option. Uh, this next question from Bruce Moser, cool last name. Would Jason Garrett ever consider hiring a new offensive coordinator and ditching the Don Coriel offense for something more diverse and imaginative? A system that suits Dak's strengths better than this one does. That's a tough question because I do think Scott Linehan is a really good offensive coordinator. And I, I don't think he's going to be a guy that gets uh, head coaching jobs anytime soon. So I think he is going to be a guy that sticks around in Dallas for a long time. However, I could see the Cowboys eventually transitioning away from the Coriel offense once they take a step back and they look at Dak Prescott's strengths and realize he's just not the anticipatory passer that Tony Romo was. And Dak does a couple other things better than Romo, um, but I think you do need to design an offense that suits Dak. We talked about for years the Cowboys trying to make their offense Romo-friendly. You've got to do the same for your young quarterback. You've got to put plays in the in the playbook for Prescott. And we've seen that. We we've seen them, you know, use more of the read option. But I think this season, especially that three game stretch where they struggled, maybe open their eyes a little bit to, hey, this system does not work unless we have all of our pieces. So maybe we need to change things up. Um, I think that the Cowboys would consider that. I don't think they're too stubborn to change their ways a little bit. I think Scott Linehan is brilliant. So I could definitely see them considering not completely going away from it, but adding new parts to their offense. Maybe they add more spread elements to the game as as the NFL changes. All right, our next question from at Rockets Cowboys. When Skandrick returns, do they put him back in the lineup as a starter, or do they plug him in a slot and let the rooks stay on the outside? That's a good question. So I know the Cowboys are still in the hunt. I know that they still have an opportunity to make the playoffs. But with the way the rookies are playing right now, there's really no good reason to put Skandrick back in the lineup as of right now. Your cornerbacks are healthy. Jordan Lewis and Shadobia Woozy are healthy. Xavier Woods is playing fine in the slot. You have Byron Jones who can play corner on the outside if you need to. Anthony Brown can slide in the slot as well. I want to see the young kids play. And over the final three weeks of the season, this is a great time to evaluate those players. I don't think Skandrick is significantly better at all than any of those top three cornerbacks. So for me, he's not playing that well, and he's banged up. And the rookies are playing so well. There, to me, there's really no reason to take those guys out of the lineup. So I think that the Cowboys probably will play Skander. They do have a sense of loyalty to him. 
Uh, they He's a captain on his team. They believe in his leadership. He probably will play once he's fully healthy, but I doubt that's going to be this week, and I doubt it's going to be next week against Seattle. Um, you know, maybe if they got to the playoffs and he was 100% healthy, maybe then you see him start on the outside. But as of right now, I think they've got to go with the young kids. All right, let's pause so I can tell you guys about Pro Football Focus. If you love Pro Football Focus as much as we do and you want access to their incredible database of stats and information, please go to iTunes and leave a review for the Locked On Cowboys podcast and make sure that you include your Twitter handle in the review. That's very important. Leave a review in the, and your Twitter handle. Each week, we will choose a random winner from those that left reviews. And if you win, you will receive a Pro Football Focus Ed subscription, a $40 value. And in that subscription, you will have access to NFL player grades, snap counts, positional ranks, fantasy projections, rankings, tools and charts, NFL draft coverage with PFF profiles and stats, PFF, Fantasy, DFS, and NFL Draft articles, as well as team and player pages featuring pro football-focused stats. Again, all you have to do is go to iTunes, go to Locked On Cowboys, leave a review for the show, and leave your Twitter handle. I promise you guys, you will. it, it takes you two minutes to do it. You will absolutely love Pro Football Focus. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, our next question comes from Matt Soper. We all praise Terrence Williams for taking less money to stay with the Cowboys, but with him being relatively bland this year, any chance he's cut this offseason? And there's also another question asking whether the Cowboys should replace Williams this season, and that question's pretty simple. No, they're not going to replace him because they don't have a better option. I know people love Bryce Butler's talent, but he just doesn't do enough of the little things to warrant a starting spot on the team. Yes, he's got a ton of athletic ability and he can make plays down the field, but he's just not good enough as a blocker. And the Cowboys just cannot rely on on him enough to become the team's Z receiver. He's much better off as an X uh, where he can use that athleticism. But as a, as a blocker and as a guy that has to be very precise in his route running, that's just not his game. Uh, Noah Brown is a guy that I think maybe eventually can do that, but he is very raw in terms of what he can do in the NFL right now. Um, and he's not ready to take over a full-time role. So yes, I know Terrence Williams has 500 yards receiving this year, and I know he does hasn't scored a touchdown yet, but he's the best option they have at, at this time. So could they consider cutting him or trading him in the offseason? I suppose... But I don't think they're going to do that because they like Williams' game. They like what he can do. He understands his role. He's not a guy that's going to come in and complain about targets and and all that kind of stuff. He's not going to be a diva about it. He knows what his job is on this team. His job is to make plays when he's asked to and to be this team's Z receiver and a blocker. And he does that very well. Um, kind of going back to the question about Scott Linehan, if they decide to change up their offense and they want to be a little bit more of a passing uh, spread offense, 
that's when I think you can consider you know moving on from Terrence Williams. But in this Coriel offense that requires uh, a lot of blocking from your receivers, I, I don't see them moving on from Williams anytime soon. All right, our next question is about Ryan Switzer. This is from Erie Feeling. Why does it seem impossible for Switzer to see the field for this off- offense? He could cause problems for opposing defenses. Well, one of the problems is when the Cowboys drafted Switzer, I'm not sure they knew exactly what type of player they were getting. Uh, if you remember correctly, they were going to take Donnell Pumphrey, the running back from San Diego State, at that pick in the fourth round. But the Eagles jumped ahead of him, selected Pumphrey, and the Cowboys had to settle for, Swi- for Switzer. I think when they drafted Switzer, they were anticipating him being more like uh, Lucky Whitehead, Tavon Austin, that type of player, this electric guy that you can toss the ball to on end arounds and on sweeps, and he's going to make some dazzling plays. Well, that's just not his game. Uh, He is way more of a pure slot receiver than he is a gadget player. Uh, We have seen this year that that those end around and jet sweeps are just not working for Dallas because that's just not Switzer's game. He is going to thrive as a slot receiver because he can beat man coverage. He can beat zone coverage. He, he's fantastic when the ball is in the air. He, he knows how to come up in the clutch. And he's a really good punt returner. He's just not a gadget player. So that means that he needs to play the slot, obviously. Well, you're not going to take Cole Beasley off the field for Switzer because Beasley's a better player. And Jason Witten plays 90% of the snaps, or actually more than that, about 95% of the snaps. So it's hard to figure out a way to get Switzer on the field with those two guys because Beasley and Witten kind of occupy the same space on the field. Having all three of those guys just congest the middle of the field, um, I think ultimately there's a chance if uh, assuming Switzer you know, comes into the offseason 2018 looking good, looking healthy, and, you know, really taking that leap. I think there's a chance that the Cowboys could potentially move on from Cole Beasley via trade um, just to save a little bit of money and get ready for this next era of slot receivers. But I don't think you're going to see Switzer making a big impact this year just because he's blocked behind a better player at this moment. Um, in our last question from Easy AB, any interest in drafting a tight end with a top 100 pick? Uh, my answer is no. They they like their tight ends a lot. We know they love Jason Witten. I just mentioned that he's going to play 95% of snaps until he decides to retire. They like what Jeff Swaim can do as a blocker and on special teams and on some of those play-action bootlegs. They like Hannah's versatility. We know they like Rico's potential down the road. I, I know they didn't show it this year. But Rico is a guy that they believe can be a tight end number one down the road. And let's not forget, they like Blake Jarwin a lot, uh, enough to activate him from the practice squad and cut somebody somebody else. And he hasn't played much yet, but that's a guy they did not want the Eagles stealing off the practice squad. So uh, they've got five tight ends on the roster. I don't see a spot open for another one. Um, you know, it, it would have to be an incredible value and incredible players fall into a spot that they didn't think he would. Um, I've studied this tight end class uh, quite a bit so far, and there's nobody that I'm thrilled about that I think is a must-have player or a game-changing type of player. So I have to believe the Cowboys are going to go into next season with those five and try to figure it out. 
All right, that's it for today's show. Thanks for tuning in. Your guys' questions were fantastic. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Tomorrow, Landon will be back, and we will be previewing the Cowboys game against the Oakland Raiders. You guys can always tweet me at Marcus underscore Mosier. If you have questions for the show, tweet them at LockedOnCowboys. We'll see you guys right back here next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.